You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome back, friends, to the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta, and I am thrilled to have back a second time appearance from the rock star that is Marsha Brock, a.k.a. my sweet mama. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, good morning, Californians. (laughs) This is Rooney from Oklahoma. Yes, everybody should know Rooney uh, is what my son and all your grandkids actually call you. Um, And so we can can call you Roon, we can call you Rooney, we can call you Marsha or my sweet mama. But I have to tell you, this is true story. Your podcast episode that you did with me near the beginning of this um, podcast launch was the highest listened to podcast episode I've had. Oh, so kidding. boom! Who brings the ratings? Woo woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw from Oklahoma! But that's the go. thing. That's the truth. Ever since I got into radio, you've always been like a hot. T- ticket for me like on I mean we've had you on morning shows I've been on a lot of shows throughout my radio career we've had you down on the farm with Chasta's mom doing segments remember that that was a long time ago mm -hmm. that was hilarious I mean you've called up and done all kinds of stuff you've been on the radio for a lot of different instances throughout my career so this is nothing new to you your old hat you're a pro I'm just a hot man. I <laughs> know. <laughs> You're a ratings getter. Uh, so I thought I'd bring you on today to have a fun conversation. I did something over this past weekend on my wedding anniversary <laughs> that I thought was really strange, but it reminded me of this idea that I had heard before from one of my favorite authors. Her name is Gretchen Rubin. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with her because she's now on, I think it's either Good Morning America or the Today Show. I should probably know that. But either way, she's like a commentator on one of those now. And she's written a million best-selling books and she has her own podcast. She's amazing. But one time she said something that struck me and it always stuck with me. And it was the idea of choosing the bigger life. Meaning, when you come up to a a decision in your life, big or small, doesn't really matter, and you're having a hard time deciding, and maybe you're, you know, weighing the pros and the cons and all of that stuff, she says, choose the bigger life. And she actually, in this article, I'm going to reference because I, it's funny, I told you, my mom, about this, and you were like, what, you know, there was a little confusion about what that means. And she actually says in this article, she has found that for some people that is a confusing notion. What does that mean, choose the bigger life? She said, replace bigger with richer. So choose the richer life. What would enhance your life? What would bring you a greater experience in life? What would give you more of an experience or a story to tell or whatever? And she said she started thinking about, choose the richer life when she got a dog and you most recently just got another dog so she said she wrote out the pros and she wrote out the cons and she was like you know what the pros and the cons are kind of like the list are about the same length I can't really decide and she said choose the bigger life well the bigger life feels like the dog is a good idea because dogs love you. You get to have experiences with dogs. People always tell stories. No one gets a dog. Well, not no one. Typically, people don't get dogs and then regret it. You know, it makes you go outside for walks and have experiences with your family. And so she felt like that was the bigger life. That was the bigger decision. So that's her example. But here's my fun story. <laughs> so over the weekend, Jay and I went to celebrate our wedding anniversary um, in Bodega Bay. 
And while we were there, there is a really cool spa called Osmosis Spa. And it's very famous. Lots of people go. And so I called up seeing if they had reservations for a facial or massage or whatever. They did not. But what they did say is that they had a, an availability for something they call a cedar enzyme bath, which I had never heard of. Apparently, this is a Japanese tradition at spas. And this is the only place on the North American continent that you can get this done. So it's a very, it's a specialty thing. <laughs> but basically what it is, is they dig you in and bury you in a combination of cedar like it's almost like sawdust. It's like cedared sawdust and another wood. I can't remember, maybe oak or something and rice bran. So it's like it's compost is really what it is. And they bury you up to your neck. You're already getting the sweats. My mom is claustrophobic. She's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> no, no, no. They bury you up to your neck. And then the combination of those um, items, the sawdust and the rice bran makes a really hot a bath basically and and I'm, when I say hot I don't know the exact degrees but it's well over 100 my guess would be 120 plus I mean it is hot hot you can't even stay in it more than 20 minutes so she's explaining to, this to me on the phone and she's like would you like to try that and I'm thinking my first initial thought is like uh, no <laughs> that's a pass Jay will never go for this right I'm kind of hippy dippy I'll go for it but Jay would not but then I thought you know what this is the bigger life. This is a weird experience. We've never heard of this. Neither of us have ever done it. It will certainly make for an interesting or hilarious story and an experience we can talk about down the road. So I chose the bigger life. Turns out it was very strange. <laughs> Jay and I did enjoy it. Actually, funny turn of events. Jay enjoyed it more than I did. He said he would do it again. Like he was like, yeah, that's cool. He went into like a zone. Uh, I, however, kept thinking while I was in it that, oh, when I die and my body decomposes, like this is what it's going to feel like. <laughs> I wish this was video so people could see her face. And you lived. And it. I lived through it. I know. Claustrophobia would have gotten you. Like, mm. would you even be down to do this? No. No, no not no, even no. for a second. No. I can't even be in a, a sun tanning booth. No. Yeah, that's true. No. Yeah, the old sun that's tanning. That's casket turning down on Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Mm. I get that. I mean, with claustrophobia, like, I understand that that would be a real problem. Because I had moments where I was like, wow, I can't even move my arms or my legs. Like, this is really very surreal. And just in case you're wondering what the point of this thing is, it does, it's supposed to relieve joint pain. It's really used a lot for... Um, a sciatica pain, back pains, things like that. People who have a lot of pain, they do this for temporary relief. Uh, and you do feel great. And it's a great exfoliator because when you get out, you got to wash all this sawdust off and it's really good for the skin. So there are benefits. And I, I was not awful. If you're in the area, go check out Osmosis Day Spa. Not an ad. Um, but it was weird. And so it got me thinking about this idea of choosing the bigger life. And I thought you were coming into town the next day after this. And I thought my mom and I are all about choosing the bigger life within our travels. That is where you and I really push ourselves to the limit as far as our comfort level and bubble. We started traveling internationally in 2009, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 2009. Yeah, our, our first trip was Prague. Uh -huh. Yeah. Been almost 12 years ago. Gosh, that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Um, but we chose Prague because we wanted, we had a, a couple of conversations about this we wanted to go outside of our bubble and be challenged and it turns out it was a bit of a more challenge than we thought because there was no one there that spoke English at all <laughs> so that was fun um but do you want to talk about my little straw incident I would love to go ahead <laughs> 
You want to tell that no, story? No, you better tell it because I could get it confusing. But they did not understand English not at, at all. all. Not I at was all. told that the uh, there's a, a very historic college in Prague, mm-hmm. and all the uh, students would like to talk to practice know, to practice their English. Their right. English. No. I don't know where those students were. They weren't there when we were there. No, they were not. It's the Charles University was the name, I believe, of the college. And no, nobody spoke English. (laughs) Maybe it's changed now 12 years after the fact. But I'm telling you, when we were there, like we found no one, not in a restaurant, nowhere, like not even in the touristy areas. That's fine with us, too, by the way. We don't expect like that's part of traveling internationally, especially to off the beaten path kind of places. You have to have expectations that are reasonable. You can't expect everybody to cater to you or speak your language, you know, and that's just part of it. So we didn't mind it, but it obviously makes things a little more interesting. For instance, we went to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I just laughed thinking about this. You ask for a straw. And there was definitely a language barrier. They had no idea what you were talking about. So then it turned into sign language. (laughs) And just to be clear, we don't really know sign language. So then my mom just puts her hand up to her mouth and starts like sucking. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was sucking the straw. Right. But when there's not a straw there. (laughs) It could be uh, obscurely looking different. And our waiter started laughing, but eventually got the idea and brought you a straw. I even pointed out how long it should be. (laughs) And that's when he really went, oh. Mm." And I said that and, you know. (laughs) And by George, he came back with a straw. He did. It works. So see, in any language, any country, you can figure it out. It is amazing what you can figure out. Although... uh, it's good that we were in a restaurant and not just on the street because he could have taken you as like a prostitute. <laughs> yeah, right. That's very true. So, you know, it's all in context, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's it's interesting to travel like that. Um, but that was like probably our easiest. Would you say Prague was our easiest place to go to? Oh, I'm sure. We started out, yes, uh, you know, trying to figure it out. So Prague was probably the most, yes, the the uh, easiest. And yeah, even though it wasn't easy, but it was, uh, you know. It was a good start yeah, for us. Yeah. It made I us think. know that this is what we want to do and to travel yeah. to places that, and, you know, we studied and, and listened to and read about their cultures because you sure don't want to offend other people in their country. Oh, God, no. And you have to know. And there are things in other countries that they just don't do or they do particularly that way. And even though they know you're tourists, I think they appreciate that we know some of their their custom yeah their customs and their Mm -hmm. cultures and we try you know to be respectful um what would you say starting out on this idea of choosing the bigger life what would you say is your personal reason for traveling in this manner because like we could very easily take family trips these are mommy and daughter trips that we're discussing primarily here but we could very easily like we could go on a spa retreat to you know the middle of arizona or something that's easy and beautiful and lots of people do it and it's awesome what would you say is your reason behind choosing the bigger life meaning or the richer life meaning a bigger more challenging experience that will 
fill your life up a little bit differently. Oh, well, because, you know, I've always wanted to travel places that I would never typically get to go to. And I've always loved Asia. Mm -hmm. I love the culture, Mm -hmm. Cambodia and Vietnam and all those places. And no one around in my circle or even in my state that I know of had traveled to those places except through the military, you know. Sure, right. And I just felt like that's something that I want to do. I can always go to. And I love Italy and I love France and I've been to a lot of European countries but you know Chasta and I are very good travelers and together together Mm -hmm. we understand each other we we are cautious you know we are into safety but we want to see the world and see the cultures Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, people just always look at us like, why in the world would you want to go to Cambodia? It was one of the most beautiful places. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and things people can't even imagine no. what's out there. And, they don't, and sometimes people don't even want to imagine. They That's say, true. why would you ever want to do that? I would never. And they don't even get out of Oklahoma. Right. You know? Exactly. So it's sad. But if that's what they choose, then that's their choice. To each know? their own yeah. in that way, yeah. certainly. Yeah. There are a lot of people <laughs> that are close to us that think we're a little bit nuts. <laughs> you uh, know, More than a little bit. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, typically the places that we travel uh, have very little internet, if any, have very little access to communication, you know, outside of that specific area, a very little of the language that we speak. Certainly foods that we're not used to eating, have never eaten or don't even know what we're eating sometimes. That's been a yeah, thing. exactly. Um, you know, so it's challenging in every way. Um, <laughs> there's so many stories like popping up in my brain. Exactly. Popsicle about, rats. <laughs> popsicle rats. <laughs> On that the was, side of the road they sell was that china no that was in, in it was in india i believe it was india it was, it was india. india or china i don't i don't remember I we've done india. we've done uh so we started in prague then the next trip was morocco mm-hmm. uh which was fantastic um that was my bucket list trip i had always wanted to go to um, because of what was happening in the world at the time the arab spring was happening uh, the people in morocco that we booked with advised us to take a man with us um that was their words not ours and so we decided to invite jay on that mommy daughter trip and it worked out beautifully mm-hmm. We ended up not having any problems in Morocco whatsoever. Quite the opposite. Uh, They loved us. They loved Americans there. They specifically loved Obama. So anywhere we went, they would yell Obama land at us (laughs) and like touch our hair. And it was really, it was incredible. Um, That was an amazing experience. After Morocco was India. Yes, I believe. I believe. And then China. Mm -hmm. And then Thailand. Thailand. And then Cambodia. Cambodia. And then Costa Rica. And, well, uh, Cambodia and Vietnam. We flew yeah, into Vietnam. Flew into Vietnam. To Ho Chi Minh City. And right, then right, went right. To, then went to Cambodia. Right. Mm-hmm. And then Costa, Costa Rica. Rica. And mm-hmm. Costa Rica was the first experience where we got to take Cody. Yeah. And we were, it's not your, you know, people love Costa Rica. Oh, it's beautiful along the beach and the shores. Well, let me tell you something. Chasta wanted to go see the sloths. <laughs> and so we ended up in the jungle. The like jungle for, uh, for real, the jungles of Cambodia. <laughs> no telephones, no TVs, no anything. Barely a place to find food. Barely. Well, there was no place at the place. At the <laughs> it resor- was a gas station. Yeah. Well, at the resort we stayed, which was You're not really resort. a resort. It was not, not a resort <laughs> because it was like what three rooms, I think. It was basically a, a glorified home that somebody turned into. A sanctuary for these sloths. The right. sloths were really the ones that they were caring for, and the guests were an afterthought. Very sweet people. Oh yeah, wonderful, Amazing. wonderful people. But the accommodations, and they were they were clean. That's the main thing we wanted yes. to be clean and safe. It doesn't yeah. have to be, you know the. 
Hilton Inn or no. anything like that, and most of them are. We've never stayed no. in a Hilton Inn no. anywhere. <laughs> well, now in India, we stayed yeah, in some beautiful true. places that's in true. India, which we didn't really know we were going to. That's true. But yeah. in, in Costa Rica, uh, once we got there, Chasta had a room for me, and then she and Jay and, and Cody stayed in a room. But that first night, when it gets dark, you go to bed. And when I got in there to lay down, I'm telling you what, it sounded like the gorillas were at my door. It was It sounded like Drastic Park. It did. It was Jurassic Park. It really Park. was. It really was. I sat up in the bed, and you could just hear all the monkeys and the gorillas. They were just like they were right next to me. And there was no way they said don't go outside after dark. Yeah. Because you know what kind of snakes are out there or whatever. All kinds of crazy yeah. stuff. Poisonous w- frogs. I mean, yeah. any little thing could, like, kill you there. And when I say, I mean, when we say jungle, like we're it's talking. jungle. Like, a lot of people go to Costa Rica, and they go to the resort. So they go to the beach, and they have, like, a really easy-peasy road. But that's never the road. We, we never no. choose that path. No. Um, on purpose, but this was a little bit shocking, even because we flew to the side of Costa Rica that no one goes to. Well, we were in an area where no one travels. We went to like the OG Sloth Sanctuary where they do it right. It's not a tourist trap. None of that. So we were literally in the middle of nowhere. One big thing Chasta forgot to tell me whenever we oh. flew into Costa Rica, then we were going to take a little, what, five-seater plane. Yeah. I thought we flew into the big airport, and I said, well, where's the plane we're going to get on? She said, well, we have to walk a little ways down there. <laughs> I said, what do you mean walk a little ways? <laughs> and they showed us it was at the other side of the hangars. We got down there, and these were these little five-seater planes and i said no five-seater planes and two of the seats were pilots yeah exactly (laughs) and i said oh no we're not riding on those she said yeah because we have to go to the jungle and we have to ride what 30 minutes or so yeah to the other side yeah to the other side into the jungle and i start i said i no, i can't do this that was where i pushed for the richer thing if i lived it would be richer (laughs) you didn't have a real choice in the matter i guess um because it was booked and we were ready to go you were super brave I, i i thought you were kidding at first but I could tell I when you got on the plane that you were really having a moment. So yeah, I was I terrified. You were terrified. And that was my bad because sometimes when you don't, like, I don't have a fear of that. So I didn't even consider, like, asking. And you are fearless. That's what I have to say in this conversation about picking the bigger life. You're all in. Like, you've never, the only thing you've ever stepped away from in our travels over the last 12 years is the snake in Morocco. Right, the cobra. Because uh-huh. you have a death, like, a deathly fear of snakes, right. which I completely understand right. and respect. So when I went to get blessed by a cobra in Morocco, you were like, nope, I'm out. And you were out. You were gone. You like I told him she wasn't my daughter, and I walked <laughs> off disowned me exactly i thought you're crazy i didn't know i didn't raise a child like that you're absolutely crazy and i said you know uh just do what you need to with her if it gets her yeah yeah just ship her back to america she'll she will figure it out on that end i mean and i understand why you did that like that was really that was probably the sketchiest thing i've ever done in travels or in my life yeah i would imagine but it was one since you'll never forget it was a once in a lifetime experience it was hypnotizing and i definitely chose the bigger richer slash more dangerous uh, life in that moment but it was awesome that makes a good point so like when you're talking about making these decisions whatever they are getting a dog doing a weird enzyme bath at a spa going on a crazy trip to you know a corner of the world that no one has ever ventured to but that you know um you know you do have to obviously take into account your own limits meaning Mm -hmm. fears Mm -hmm. or health limits, whatever those limits end up being, you know, you do have to take that in consideration. I'm by no means just saying balls to the wall, you know, like screw it. I wouldn't, I don't have any desire to uh, jump out of a plane. 
to well, go skydiving. No, like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not. It's not that I, I, I don't have a fear of heights or anything. Like, that's just, it just doesn't sound appealing to me. Like, it's just not my bag. It's not, I'm not like, woo, that would be a thrill. Like, no. Mm. Um, so I just don't have an, an, you know, a desire to do that. So take all of those things into account. But we're just saying that when you have an option to do something that you're like, okay, I could maybe step into that, then go for it. And travel is really where we get that side of our lives met, you know, that that richer experience, because we have so many stories to tell. I mean, going back to mom, you being fearless, you know, and always going for it. I mean, we luged down the side of the Great Wall in China, which by the way, until we did that, I didn't even know that was a thing. I know. And that was awesome. Oh my it God. Was really awesome. It was, again, probably a bit sketch because they basically put you on this little cart a tube like looking open tube open tube and mm-hmm. and sent you down like a silver <laughs> tube like i don't want to paint a picture that it was like an olympic no you know in no the- <laughs> no it was an olympic size tube or uh, <laughs> or uh, had really any safety measures at no. all you just get on you don't even have a seat belt and you just <laughs> they put you on it and they give you a push and then there you go you you just hang on and you go. just hang but on it and was go. awesome but oh the my God, main problem great. i had is the lady behind you did have something that you, you could break. pull where you could break to not go so fast right, and cr- right. crash on into somebody right. but i had a lady behind me that would not use the the brake <laughs> and she kept hitting me from behind you know right which really kind of was crazy it was jarring yeah but it was a wonderful experience because before the the uh, time before when we went to uh china we went in the middle of a blizzard mm-hmm. you know so this was the spring we went in the winter time yeah. and then we went in the spring and it was totally different on the s- different sides of the great wall and we didn't know it mm-hmm. so that was wonderful wonderful experience that i chose to do yeah you know at first they said i couldn't do it because i was too old mm-hmm. you i know? do remember that yeah yeah, like, oh, got, really? Watch yeah, this. <laughs> yeah, I got really kind of upset about that. Yeah. And I said, I'm healthy. I can do it. This is something I choose to do. You know, this is the bigger thing I want to do. It. I may never get to do it again. Exactly. And so they let me do it. And I lived. And you lived. And we yeah. have great pictures. You know what? I should, I should put up on social media like a little album of all the stories we're telling. We have pictures to go along with them. So we'll mm-hmm. have to do that. Um, speaking of the blizzard, you know, the Great Wall, when we were there the first time and we were in a blizzard. And again, like. I feel like some of these stories come with very casual adjectives. Like this it was, was a friggin' blizzard. <laughs> it was, we had, I don't even know how many layers of clothes on, probably three layers of clothes. Then we had I like, a, like the Michelin man. If you, you have ever that? heard of what, what the Michelin man is. I had on like seven <laughs> layers of clothes. I could barely walk, but I'm telling you, I was going to do that come hell or high water because I yeah. had trained. <laughs> I felt like I was training for the Olympics, not knowing it was really going to be the Olympics. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it was quite a feat to do that. We knew we were going to walk up a yeah. portion of the Great Wall. We had no idea it would be in a blizzard by any means. So we had on multiple layers and then we had on like a tarp sort of situation Mm -hmm. uh, because it was so heavily snowing and ice and the whole nine and it was treacherous like just you know to get walk sideways and people when they pass us if we started up they said oh don't go up there you can't go up there it's just too bad too bad i said we're going yeah and at that time we thought this may be the only time we ever come Mm -hmm. to china so we're gonna make it to the top damn it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we did Mm -hmm. and you know i mean we took into account safety i mean if we would have been slipping and falling and hurting ourselves we would have obviously had no choice but to turn around but we knew like we're gonna to push it to the level that we know we can push it to and that ended up being the top we got there and that was one of those moments in life 
you know, choosing the bigger life. We had so many people before we even started that trek, during the trek, and almost even up to the end of the trek, people telling us, stop, turn around, don't do it, all of this stuff. And man, it felt so good to be like, no, we did it. And I was so proud of you because that was hard. I mean, I was, oh gosh, 30 at the time, maybe something like that. Um, you know, and it was hard on me, Yeah. you know, and, but you had trained, you had worked up to it. You're a very fit person anyways, but it was, it was hard on the fittest person. That was mm-hmm. just a hard trek, no matter how you look at it. So that was, that was a real specific experience where mm-hmm. we actually went against people and we were like, no, this is something we set out to do and we're going to do it. And it felt so good. And I, I definitely am going to post the pictures cause I have them visually in my head yeah, right now. It was so awesome. You know, that's just something you'll never forget. Yeah. Yeah. And I also don't want to paint a picture that these are um, expensive trips. <laughs> yeah, because they're not. They're not. Mom and I, I mean, first of all, we don't have a ton of money to just throw around on international travel. So when we talk about these packages, like these are deep dives that we find on the Internet. <laughs> you know, we have certain companies now that we have traveled with several times that are reputable. We know what they're all about. We know how it works. So these are like all-in packages, hotel you know, airfare and some excursions typically are involved and they're, you know, like a thousand bucks. I mean, which is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and we plan typically pretty far out and we find these places. You kind of have to go when they tell you to go. Um, and it's, again, not real glamorous. We've had some luck. Like you're right. I remember the India hotels were were pr- pretty nice. Um, there was one hotel, I think in China, maybe Beijing that was fairly nice, mm-hmm. but let's just dive into the Cambodian, Cambodian. hotel. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I feel like we shouldn't even dare use the word hotel. I feel like that's a real stretch on what that experience was because we show up. It was more like a, it was like a hostel, but we had our own room. Mm-hmm. We did have a, yeah. a locking door. Yeah. So yeah. that was good. Thank goodness. Yes, that was did. probably the best part. Yeah. First of all, we were, I don't even remember what city we we get on buses and we drive through everywhere in these countries. And I remember whatever city we were going to on the way there, there were crumbled like ruins of buildings. And I remember asking like, was there a recent earthquake? And they were like, Oh no, that was from when they had the war here and they just never cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. And we were, I mean, talk about seeing such a powerful moment. You know, it was like, I remember that was just a life-changing moment for me. It was like there was so much destruction. The mountain was too high to climb to clean it up and start over. So they literally abandoned an entire city and just moved on and built a new one. Mm -hmm. And going through that city to get where we were going, it was like, wow, you know, just talk about popping your bubble. That's the why for me. That's why I travel to these places to realize what I have you know, to be grateful for the, the, the luxuries that are surrounding us in our lives, you know, here where we live. So we get to this hotel <laughs> and we walk in and there's two small beds, like twin beds, like cots, you could call them. And they have on them these triangular pillows. <laughs> Sex pillows. <laughs> to be exact. Sex <laughs> Sex pillows. That's what they, <laughs> they were. were. That's what, I mean, you cannot say it any other way. Uh-huh. So we were like, all right, well, that's the start of this adventure. So we, you know, kind of shoved the sex pillow off with our elbows and did not touch those clearly. And we looked out the window and we were looking directly over at like a farm-ish type thing situation. Mm -hmm. And there were all these roosters. A lean-to kind of. A lean-to, yeah, a lean-to farm. I'm using air quotes when I say farm. Um, But there were then the next morning when we woke up, roosters waking us up at 
in the middle of the night, 4 a.m. Yeah. or whatever yeah. it was. And there was no hot water, mm. you know. That was okay because it was like 104,000 degrees in exactly. Cambodia. Yeah. So we ended up finding the silver lining. But I remember getting in the shower and it was a dribble and it was freezing cold water. And mm. I was like, holy God, how are we going to get there? <laughs> But it was awesome, and and in Cambodia, and what makes you stop and think how blessed we are, even though our health system and health uh, this last year has been terrible. Yeah. In Cambodia, you know, you're just a, another number there, and if you die, then then they just go on. Yeah. But when you go to a hospital, if you're that sick, mm-hmm. they try to treat you at not even emergency room, but in a room, and they send you literally home carrying your IV poles. We saw people. We walking saw people down the walking with their little gowns on or less and have their uh, IV poles with them and if they make it they make it if they don't they just throw their IV poles away and they're done that is exactly right we were we I mean the first time you see somebody walking down the street you with an IV pole pushing an IV pole you think they've escaped right Mm -hmm. or they're they have mental health issues something's going on there Mm -hmm. and then we saw it several times and then we had to ask the question like what is it is this a thing what is this Apparently, that's a thing. That is the healthcare system. Like, they're just overloaded. Mm-hmm. They give you what they can give you, and they move you on your way and wish you luck. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, again, wow. Like, what an experience to see that, understand it, and it, it to feed you perspective mm-hmm. on how good we have it. No matter what your issues here are, surely you haven't been sent out of a hospital with an IV pole and wished you luck on your path. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Not too many of us in this country can say that, yeah, you know, that, that yeah. we've had that experience. I mean, so many moments like that, you know, Vietnam was just absolutely crazy. I, I remember seeing mopeds and, and motorcycles and stuff and they would have entire families on mm-hmm. them. You know, I don't even know how they would be able to drive a moped. I don't even know how the moped would get down the road with like three people on it, including a baby with no helmets, nothing, nothing, no, no, no helmets no Mm -hmm. safety gear no nothing like Mm -hmm. just holding a baby not even strapped to him in like a Bjorn or anything like just holding a four-month-old exactly and a whole family is on one moped like Jesus you know it just really but it's so amazing I mean I wouldn't trade it for anything I would rather do that than go to Hawaii any day yeah exactly seriously the customs and the people and most all the people have been so wonderfully nice Mm -hmm. even though we don't talk the language you know there you can see by the gestures on their face they and, try you know, a lot because they see us trying right you know mm-hmm. and respecting mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's huge like there's certainly a place in our lives like you know my in my life there's a place for Hawaii or yeah. something similar because you know when, family who, yeah when Jay and I travel we want to relax like Jay is not as much into adventure travel like he'll go he was a trooper in Morocco like that's but he likes to also check out lay on the beach not yeah. do anything and all that stuff and there's a time and place for that and you know I get that side with Jay um, but this side of travel this bigger life that we have chosen to travel in that way mm-hmm. has been so enriching oh it has been absolutely amazing because even like you know something trying outside my comfort zone was in Cambodia. We went to the jungles of Cambodia and I um, ziplined for the first time and that was absolutely amazing. I was thinking, nope, I can't do this. This is not something I think I can do. But Mm -hmm. then I thought, how will I ever, I will never get the opportunity again. Yeah. And so I thought, yeah, I'm going to get it up and go and so you know i did and i loved it i screamed the whole time and the video is crazy but you know it was all absolutely amazing and i would do it anywhere i went now you and, know oh yeah we were deep in the jungles
hills of Cambodia. Yeah. And it was just, uh, you could hear the monkeys and see them in the trees as we were flying through one part of it to the next, you know. But uh, I was terrified. I was terrified. But, yeah. You know, I, that was an enrichment thing that I will never, ever forget. And again, it needs to be said that this is not like a skyline, a skyline, a, a zip line where you go from like one tree to another <laughs> and you're good. Like we climbed up i don't know that was probably one of the hardest things was to climb up the oh. tree and they weren't nice ladders either. no 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 they were they were ladders if you want to call that very shaky ladders and i mean we did like 12 yeah. what 12 rungs up the highest tree i've ever seen in my whole life yeah and then we basically zipped across in probably 10 to 12 different zip lines to mm-hmm. get back down to base camp so i mean it was it was a trek yeah, for sure. It really was. It was. It was physically demanding. Mm-hmm. It was not like a leisure, like woo, and we're good. You know, uh, this was a real experience. But I remember being at the top of the tip up top above of the, the trees, yeah, in the jungle, and looking out mm-hmm. and seeing just how expansive this jungle was. Like it was. It just went on forever. It's like when you look at the ocean. You're on a cruise ship, and you look at the ocean, and you can't ever. You don't ever see anything but water. Exact same idea in a jungle in Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Nothing but tree lines forever and ever and ever mm-hmm. and you're surrounded by monkeys and god knows how many snakes and what else mm-hmm. was in that jungle i mean which is why you get mad props for doing that because mm-hmm. what we were surrounded with we don't even know That's right. uh, but that was incredible i mean beyond incredible and like you know in india going back to perspective i remember man this this gets like hard to talk about for me i always get choked up but i remember you know you see some atrocities in some of these places you know and heartbreaking stuff mm-hmm. And I remember we were, again, on a bus in the middle of nowhere, India, and we stopped on the side of the road and we were, we they were showing us tobacco farming. Wasn't it, wasn't that what it was, tobacco farming? I think I so, yeah. And this family, this woman handed me her baby, who mm-hmm. was maybe, I don't know, six months old or something, mm-hmm. and I could not get her to take it back. Mm-hmm. Like I, she was beautiful and I was like loving on her, of course, you know, and having my moment. And then I was like, okay, you know, we're going to go or whatever. And she like ref- almost refused mm-hmm. to take her back. And I realized in that moment, like she was like bartering, like there was a money exchange expected. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate to say that and I hate to put it that way, but that was the moment that I found myself in. And we saw that several times where like the bus would get rushed by people and like you would see babies like fresh out of the hospital, like days born, you know, and it was just, that was so crushing and so heartbreaking to see that. And then becoming a mama years later, mm-hmm. you know, and having my child and thinking back on that memory. I have a picture of two kids I remember seeing there and just heartbroken that baby was one of them and then another uh girl that was maybe i don't know maybe five or six she had Mm -hmm. a shaved head you remember her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i have a picture of her too and i think back onto those two kids and the experiences that they have and i'm so grateful you know i i wish them well i send them all the love in the world and i hope that they have you know brighter futures now that was seven eight years ago maybe Mm -hmm. something like that but our tourist guide he he told us right off when we were started to to go through the villages and stuff that that uh, there is an indian mafia yeah from india mafia and that he said that the child probably wasn't even that ladies Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. they do offer up these children in exchange for monies which they have to really give most of it to the mafia but then that helps them live on their daily lives you know right and they beat on the windows of the buses and stuff and people say why would you want to go see that exactly 
there's so much beautiful stuff, so much beautiful scenery, the beautiful people that you just have to put it in perspective. You, you know, do. every country's different, and that's just what's so intriguing about traveling to those places. Exactly. You know, and seeing people, how life exists yeah. outside of our bubble. And it, I mean, even here in Los Angeles, or I mean, I'm in California in this state, in Los Angeles, in downtown Los Angeles, there's Skid Row, right? So you've got Skid Row. I used to live there, so I know. I lived in Hollywood. You've got Hollywood, which is all, you know, glitz and glamour and all that crap that goes along with that industry. And literally just a few miles down the road is Skid Row, the roughest, hardest place in, I would dare to say, the country for sure, if not one of the toughest places in the entire world. You've got drugs rampant. I mean, the atrocities that happen on Skid Row are unspeakable. So you've got that dichotomy there, too, Mm -hmm. that happens here in our country. You know, a lot of people just don't cruise down to Skid Row and they don't see it. But when you're in another country and you're doing the good, well, with the good comes the ugly as well. And it's very eye-opening, you know, to see that and to put things in perspective. And those moments... The good and the bad, they live with you forever. And mm-hmm. they have very much become part of our story, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. and we have chosen the bigger or, if you want to say, the richer life, meaning that now we have all these experiences and we've shared them together. So we understand each other in a way that no one else can quite understand because they didn't see these places, have these experiences, push themselves to the outer limits of their comfortability, right. you know, or whatever it was. And it really does enhance your life in so many ways. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, you feel sorry for people who don't want to travel, but yeah. that's what they desire not to do. And, you know, they'll never understand except what they see in the rest of the world on TV. But mm-hmm. uh, we're, yeah, we've forever changed mm-hmm. because of it. But really. people who are like, the, the people who ask, why would you go there? How, how could you want to do that or whatever? Their perspective is already at a place where they wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you couldn't talk them into like, I'll give you an example because Lamont, who I work with on 1077 The Bode, he very vocally, publicly on the radio calls me out like, you're insane. Why would you ever do that? He's just not built that way. And that's mm-hmm. fine for him. Like he has a bigger, richer life in the things that he chooses to do. You know, he travels with his family. He takes his family everywhere because he always he loves, loves, loves his kids. And he wants to make sure that he has a rich, wonderful, big life with them. So he picks things that work for their family. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. He thinks I'm nuts. But for somebody who thinks I'm nuts, like I would never want them to go on a trip like that because they they couldn't even get in a mindset to be open enough to even experience it. it yeah. w- you know what I mean? It just wouldn't work. It yeah. only works for certain people who are open to you it. You have to be open-minded and, yeah. and want to be able to try, like you said, to be, to live the bigger life and to, to challenge and, yeah. and go and see the world. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever want to like paint a picture that it's a better you know, a mm. better life by any no. means. It's, no. it's whatever your interests are whatever you're open to and all of that stuff that goes into your choices. But, you know, mom and I are, of course, of the same ilk. So we like the same experiences and wild craziness. And we have stories to tell in photo books. I've made a photo Mm -hmm. book of all of these travels. And those are some of our most precious memories. Mm -hmm. So do you have any regrets on any of these trips? Is there anything that sticks out that you're like, nah, I didn't, I wasn't crazy about that. Or maybe that was dumb. We shouldn't have done that or any of those kind of things. No, absolutely not at all. 
think of and one I really, <laughs> I really uh, didn't feel unsafe anywhere. I no. mean, I really didn't. Mm-mm. You know, the only time I've ever felt unsafe in traveling and Chasta wasn't there was in Italy, of all places. Right. You know, and here I've been to Cambodia and Vietnam. <laughs> and, you know, I don't I did not feel a bit uh, scared or, or have any concerns about it. You know, yeah. you just got to pay attention. You watch what you're doing and we try to be careful, you know, but we uh, you know, I haven't wanted to go to Turkey because of all the roar in Turkey and, mm-hmm. you know, Pakistan and places like that. So we yeah. understand we want to be safe and we're going to be safe. Right. And then in the future, traveling with Cody, we're going to look at places that will be safe, but that will enrich his life. Right. And that will, uh, you know, have some memories that he'll always remember. Adventures. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have a favorite? If, if people are listening still, they probably love travel. Do you have a, could you name a favorite place? No, not really. I know. They're all, they're all so different. No. It's apples and oranges. Yeah. I know exactly. Ireland has a real close spot yeah, in your heart. Yeah. For, I love Ireland very, yeah. very much. But it's totally different from Cambodia, you know. How can you even compare? Yeah, right. And I really, uh, I know people don't understand why you would love India, but it was beautiful. Oh, we rode the elephants up in the Himalayas oh. in India. And the Taj we, Mahal. Yeah, and the Taj Mahal. We got up at 4.30 in the morning to go see the Taj Mahal. You talk about an enrichment and wonderful experience. We saw the sun come up in the Taj Mahal and we spent a little bit of extra money and we got did. our own attire and we looked just as cool as we could be <laughs> we had our cut we had custom saris made yeah. from a sweet little man in India and he knew we were going to get up at sunrise the next day he stayed up all night remember mm-hmm. made our custom saris for us delivered them to our front uh, our desk at our hotel mm-hmm. and we had them the next morning to go wear these beautiful saris and really experience the Taj in a completely different way very few people were there in fact when I post those pictures people always go like there's no one there how did you make that happen because it was like 5 a.m but we wanted to see the sunrise there because it just it put this magical spark on on the Taj and the Taj what it's made of uh, the kind of material that it's made of the stone that it's made of it's like almost iridescent so it really changes the look of the Taj any which way you look at it like if the sun's behind it it's a very different experience and if it's in front of it or if it's coming up or going down and so we knew that's what we wanted to do and that is that's probably my pick it, yeah. that would experience seeing the Taj understanding how and why the Taj was built out of love you know mm-hmm. it was a, an expression of love yeah. the story um, was so inspiring and then if I'm just boiling down to a place I could pick up and move today Thailand I could oh, go back yeah. to Thailand a thousand times I could live there for very comfortably uh, very easily I feel like I could fit right in there no problem but, but I loved every place we've ever gone but I have to go back to the, uh, the Taj and this is the truth I'm not saying it just as a mother Chasta looked like <laughs> An Indian goddess. Oh, and please. Really, and more and more people, even they were tourists, wanted to take a picture with Chasta. Do you remember that? You're yeah, such my mom. Really? <laughs> but that's the truth. I do remember really, it. Really, pretty... everybody was just taken by how beautiful she looked. I mean, you know, she did. And everybody did motion picture with you, yeah. you know, and she'd take pictures very graciously with people she didn't even know at all, obviously. Yeah. And uh, that was quite an experience. That was surreal. Yeah. I but... kind of felt like I had boogers on my face or something. <laughs> 
I think they did think she was some kind of Indian goddess or a, oh, a goddess weird. from America, and they just had to have her picture. You well, know? I had a headpiece on. Yeah, like she, we went all in. Yeah, you know, we wanted yeah. to really experience it and pay homage, however we could, to the culture. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. and because it's such a beautiful culture, like every single thing about Indian culture, I think is just spectacular. I oh, mean, yeah. uh, you know, the dressing, the food. Uh, you know, Hinduism. I've studied now because of that trip. Mm-hmm. Um, studied Buddhism as well because of our trips throughout Asia. And I, you know, I love so many parts of those religions too. There's just so much beauty there. It's wow. just unspeakable beauty in every way. And uh, yeah, the people were very sweet. If I wasn't way. a Christian, I would look into Hinduism. Oh, sure. I really yeah. would. That would be my second choice of religion. Yeah. You I know? have respects for, yeah. for really all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much beauty. Obviously, we were raised Christian and are today, but there's so much beauty in Buddhism and Hinduism. And, you know, and we've learned so much about the Muslim faith. I mean, we have really educated ourselves through these conversations, exactly. you know, and asking questions, not being afraid to ask questions with people that we meet on these travels. Wow. And man, you can learn something out of a book, but it's a completely different experience having a conversation with somebody in their land and learning from their experience and seeing things from their perspective. And with that eye, it's just, yeah, it, it, I cannot... I really cannot say enough how much you should consider it if you never have. That's exactly true. Yeah. yeah. But don't ever pay because you can pay some, you can find some good bargain deals. Right, exactly. If you're willing to travel like we're willing to travel, <laughs> then that's all I got to say. Yeah. Well, Rune, thank you really for, for being on and talking about this. This is something that you and I have wanted to talk about for a long time because we're obviously very passionate about travel. You know, yeah. this is something that we love to do and we'll continue to do as soon as we get out of this pandemic, whenever that's going to happen. Right, exactly. Yes, I, it was wonderful to reminisce and to, you know, this is what I see as being a richer person because yeah, of it, yeah. you know, and enhancing our lives. Amazing. And I'm glad we started doing it when I was younger, too. Mm-hmm. I'm still able to go now, but, yeah. you know, things that I might be more challenged than I would now. Yeah, sure. Know, yeah, that, we, that we chose a now. good time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, last last thoughts. You're, you can list not one, but a several places that are on the the list next oh well and it's this is gonna because we hopefully can take cody with us Mm -hmm. you know right so you know we're looking at places that still people that i don't know anybody who's been to portugal right i'd love to go to portugal you know and specifically the azores we've been looking at the azores Uh uh-huh and i don't know at some point i may i don't want to say this but i may have missed the missed the challenge to go to nepal uh, because of it being the the height and yeah. and the oxygen levels and all that, I'm not sure that that will be someplace I can go now. That's yeah. some that if I regret anything, that's when we were in India that we should have went on a trek to Nepal. We should have because there were several in our group that went ahead and went, yep. you know, yep. for like three or four extra days. But we didn't know and we didn't have the time off to go. Right. But you know that may be a misadventure that I should have said. Well, we need to do. We this need to now. do this. We should have done it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah, we definitely should have done it because Nepal is at the top, tip top of my yeah. bucket list. Yeah. And if we decide that that's something that's possible, we'll have to do research into things like, you know, altitude sickness and what that does to your body and all that stuff because exactly. we want to be safe. Nepal is definitely at the top of my list. Romania is still up there. Exactly, Romania. Going to Transylvania mm-hmm. and seeing the castle, Dracula's castle. Those are about my two top ones, actually, yeah. is, is Portugal and Romania. I've had Romania for a long time. Long time. You know? That yeah. that very well might be our next trip, I feel yeah. like. 
like uh, that would be an easy trip for Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the, I he mean, would love it because he's so into Cody. Yeah. Oh my God, he's so into Halloween and yeah. spooky stories and all that. I mean, he would be see in, Dracula's castle. Oh, and can you imagine all that? It would be uh, mind blowing, as he would say. Uh-huh. Blow his brain. Yeah, up. blow his brain up. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. So we have lots of plans, lots of places. Once we can get past this worldwide pandemic, we are back on a plane and we are ready to rock and roll. That is exactly <laughs> right. As Cody said, we got it together. We're going to rock and roll. We're going to rock and roll. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. I love you so much. I'm so glad to have you in California again. We hadn't seen each other in almost seven months. Oh, about five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Felt like seven. I know. Felt like seven. It felt years. like seven years. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. First time I didn't get to come for Christmas this year, but we. Yeah. I went home. I came for Halloween, which right. is always. I have to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. And I went home. And November. that was a lull, by yeah. the way, in the mm-hmm. pandemic. That was a lull. We took a risk, but mm-hmm. that was during a lull. And mm-hmm. so thank God we did because as the holidays came. Yeah, right. It would just we really, had no option. Right, it closed up. So uh, November seconds when I went home, and so yeah. then I got here on Monday, and I'm so blessed to be here. I've had a great time. You're and vaccinated. I will be back. Yeah, you're I'm vaccinated. T- yes. We're vaccinated. Yes. Everybody's vaccinated. It's a big bubble. vaccinated party. Yeah, we <laughs> we are in that bubble of vaccination. Yeah, and it's yeah. a good bubble to be in. Yeah. Well, if you want to reach out to my mom, she's on Facebook, Marsha Brock. <laughs> she might or might not approve you. Who knows? <laughs> That's right. If you look sketchy, I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find me, I hang out most on Instagram at Chastalyn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Uh, you can always send me an email, chastaonair at gmail.com. And if you want to send my mom a note, just send me an email and I'll pass it on to her. And I think that's it for now. Remember, when you have a decision in life, choose the bigger or richer life. And remember, rock your life.